Welcome to the New Mana Podcast, an Arch KCK production. Welcome back to New Mana, your newest favorite Catholic podcast on the Holy Eucharist. My name is Lee McMahon, your host, and I serve as consultant for evangelization at the Archdiocese of Kansas City in Kansas. But don't be fooled. If you've got a pulse, this podcast is for you. If you are hungry for more, if you are fed up with the empty promises of the world, Jesus has more for you. We have been called to communion in Christ. We have been given the same mission as the apostles of bringing people to Christ and bringing revival to his church. So our title, New Manna, comes from John 6, 58. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not such as the fathers ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. Jesus is the new manna. He is the bread of life, and he gives himself totally to us daily in the Holy Eucharist. I just want to say thank you for everybody tuning in today. Super awesome to have you. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is your 11th, 10th time, welcome. Super happy to have you. Thanks again for also uh, everybody out there who's left a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You are helping us get the word out that Jesus is alive, he is about a good work, and that he is truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the most holy Eucharist. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you haven't, there's still time, unless you're driving. Don't do that. <laughs> so today I am joined by the marvelous Marissa Brown Woo! and Miss Maddie Carr. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So good to be, to be here. here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So tell me a little bit about who you are, your season of life, your state of being and such. Who, who are should, you? Who should go first? I don't Marissa. Okay. Uh, Marissa Brown. I am a mother of four. I am the minister for marriage, family life, and vocations here at Ascension for the last six months. Church of the Ascension in Overland Park. Mm-hmm. Um my kids are old now. They're 25, 16, 14, and 11. Well, I know. It went fast. I've been married for a long time. <laughs> um, 18 years. Nice. Yeah. Um, just that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Figuring it out still. Well, 46 years old and I don't have it all figured out yet. Yeah. So we'll get there. Yeah. But yeah, I'm enjoying and back to work full time for the first time in 18 oh, years. Cool. Amazing. So how's it? How's it going? Overwhelming. Yeah. A totally overwhelming in a good way. But um, yeah, trying to figure that out. Work life, mom life, wife life, mm-hmm. spiritual life. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. I heard once upon a time that like work life balance is a myth because balance mm-hmm. is for tight rip walkers. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. But like harmony is the way of Catholic mm, like, That's teaching. beautiful. It's like, how is everything working together? Mm-hmm. And yeah, properly appropriated everything. Yeah. And it takes time. It takes sure. a lot of time because yeah. I'm not definitely not in harmony or balance, mm. but I'll figure it out. But you're on your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super supportive cast at home. Yeah. Kids all figured yeah. out how to do their laundry. So hey. yeah, I mean, we're <laughs> so getting some big milestones. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Seriously. Amen. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I love being an employee at the church because yeah. I do have access to the Eucharist. Yeah. Mm. every day if I want yeah so it's pretty pretty cool yeah not only do you have an adoration chapel here which mm-hmm. is brand new basically yeah um, but you have uh, daily mass twice three twice times a day so three th- sometimes three times when there's school mass yeah um, but six is it six fifteen or six six forty five yeah. noon and yeah. then school mass is at eight yeah wow so yeah know. it's awesome that's pretty cool mm-hmm. did you and work I, in a ministry or church setting before no I volunteered my life here, <laughs> which is funny. I'm like, I'm doing the same job. I'm just getting paid for yeah. it now. Mm. Yeah. Not quite the same job, but sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Now full time. Yeah. Praise now full time. It's crazy. Great. 
That's crazy awesome. town. Full-time in the vineyard. Yes. Oh, God, come on. Oof, yeah, I like that. Yeah, toiling together. Maddie, who is Maddie Carr? Who is Maddie Carr? Child of God. Wow, that was a pious answer. Pious and true. <laughs> um, so I am a lay person. I'm, how do I say this? Single okay. and ready to mingle, is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. I'm, a, I'm single. I have no children um, of my own. Um, but I am, yeah, 27 in Kansas City. And I'm an artist, full-time artist. So I, about six or seven months ago, seven or eight months ago, I quit my full-time job to be yeah, you did. Uh, an artist wow. after the Encounter School of Ministry. Yeah. Gave an intensive. and Was that the thing last summer? Yeah. Yeah. Mercy, you going to that? Go to that. You got to go again. It depends. When is it? July, July. 17th through the 20th. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So good. Oh. It's after champs. My kids are in swim champs. Nice. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm an instructor. No pressure. So good. Love to have you. No, I would love so to come. Good. What is it about what happened there that you're like, I'm going to quit my job? It was a lot of things. I think that everything yeah. just was building over the course of the year. I had um, just several instances of just my heart just yearning for more. Mm. I grew up feeling very like I had a lot of dreams growing up. I was a, a kid with a lot of dreams yeah. to move to Hollywood. Actually, that was like my goal after college was to go to Hollywood, make movies, yeah. kind of infiltrate Hollywood via <laughs> secret weapon, you <laughs> know, it. but, um, that never happened. Didn't have the money for it. And praise God, because I stayed in Kansas city. I actually got, um, into like sales and business development, mm. still doing art on the side, but, um, was really just getting in mega involved in the business community. And I was like leading a young adult yeah. networking group. Um, and then it, it kind of towards the end of the year, I just realized like I had been uh, planning all of these events mm. and someone had asked me like oh do you think you'll be with your company for the next couple of years and I was like oh I don't know and I kind of told them about some of my desires I was starting to put stuff out yeah. on social media with my art and there was like this moment where I recognized like in that question mm. I was like do I see myself and then I just kind of look, looked around and I was like what am I doing? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I'm all the things that I'm involved in right now, though they're not bad by any means. It was just like, these are all the things that like I'm climbing this corporate ladder. Yeah. And like, that was never my dream, never my goal. Yeah. And I've been in like this corporate world for so many years. And so that's kind of when things started to stir. So I like just started to get rid of, I got rid of my social media. I got rid of mm. the, I, I left the networking group and really just started to, like pray and kept going to, um, to work and everything. And the desire just kept growing, but wow. I just didn't really know what that would look like. Um, I also had this project with Holy Name of Jesus yeah. Church in KCK, um, two like 15 foot tall murals, yeah. um, there that we'd been planning for like two years. And I just didn't have the time to like fully commit to that. Mm. So everything was just kind of like the desires were bubbling. I had a project and then at Encounter, at the Encounter School of Ministry Intensive yeah. over the summer, every everything was just, everyone was talking about stepping out in faith, big um, just steps of faith, crossing the chicken line. Yeah. This term that people y'all would like say was, mm -hmm. do you have, basically this, um, do you have, are you going to be a chicken and like not cross this sure. line between you and this person that you can mm -hmm. step out in faith and like ask to pray for, um, or are you going to, are you going to cross that chicken yeah, line? Yeah, moments of faith, yeah. Yeah, and so over that week, um, I was stepping out in faith, 
and and then there were like some prof- the the night of prophecy yeah. when we were just yeah learning about prophetic word there were a few people who had just prophesied some really like yeah i feel like there might be something that you're afraid to do that mm. like god's calling you to <laughs> yeah. but he wants you to know that like he's your shepherd and I'm right. like well that feels kind of you know on the nose and then someone didn't know me was like i just you're you're um he said, your, your talents and gifts are a, a pleasing fragrance to the Lord mm. and you are a, a spear for the Lord. Like you are a, um, cool. a oh, weapon wow. and, and, you know, all just all these things that speak to my heart. And, um, I really felt like the Lord was saying like, just over the course of that week and weekend following, it was just like, yeah, you have nothing to lose. Like now, yeah. now or never really. Yeah. And that, and just a week later I quit. How, oh, wow. That's how, awesome. yeah. how amazing that the Lord loves to speak to us through us. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. That's been, yeah. that's been probably the best part of like my adult Catholic life has yeah. been discovering like intercessory prayer and like friendship and like allowing people to like mm-hmm. love me and to yeah. like intercede for me and to, like speak something that they see in me, yeah. even if I don't. And being able to speak that into others too. That's been one of my one of the best parts of yeah. yeah my adult Catholic life is just like that's awesome yeah yeah we're all we're if we're baptized we're baptized priest prophet and king in Amen. Christ Jesus mm-hmm. and we are yeah if we're discerning people and if we are in communion with the Lord and and leaning in and are in His grace then we are able to uh, speak on His behalf yeah uh, if we inquire yeah it's like mm-hmm. Lord what's your heart for this person what do you want to say what's your encouragement for this person and it just it just becomes so clear. Yeah. And we got to just trust it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Trust that we do hear the Lord's voice. Right. Like we can, we actually have this ability and you know, maybe then that's why we got to check. Like we're not going to, you know, score a hundred every time, but sure. it's like, no, like I'm a child of God. I can hear his voice yeah. and I can hear his totally. voice for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and if we just love with God's heart, amen, it will happen. Yeah. So good. So I was awesome. loved. I was loved into this career that I have. Come on. Wow. Well, yeah, you're also really famous. I mean, you, <laughs> you were like front page of the Levin or whatever. Yeah, you Not guys are deal. very lucky that, that you're even awesome. talking to me right now, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so famous. That's not the, not the reason you're here, obviously, but just <laughs> yeah. also cool. No, it was it cool. Happened. It was a beautiful article. Yeah, I'm really, yeah, the Levin. Moira Colling's from the from Eleven, yeah, wrote that article and she did a, a beautiful job. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very Eleven grateful. newspaper is the Catholic newspaper for the Archdiocese of Kansas City, Kansas. If you're like, where is this? Just look up the Eleven newspaper mm-hmm. and I'm sure it will pop up. There's no paywall. Like yeah. some, uh, some news. Yeah. News to keep reading, subscribe. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marissa, take me back to the beginning. Like, well, what's your story of falling in love with Jesus? Oh, such a good question. Oh, gosh. Um, I think probably one of my most defining moments, I was second grade or third grade. Um, We lived in Durham, North Carolina at the time. And we were at, you know, Holy Thursday when they shut down the altar, everything was quiet. We were in an adoration type chapel. You know, when you're a little kid, you can't, I can't remember exactly. I just remember the room. We were kneeling there and we were praying. It was me and my sister, my mom and dad. And I just had this realization of what Holy Thursday was about Mm. and in the garden. Mm. Like I was a little kid and I had this very clear experience with Christ in the garden. I understood Mm. clearly his sacrifice. I understood clearly what that moment would have been like for him. 
and I don't mean like I understood the amount of suffering, but I understood very clearly that he was suffering for us in the garden and how scared he was. And I don't know how I had that moment as a little child, but Mm. I did. And it Mm. was, I will never forgotten that. And I was just sobbing. Like (laughs) I cannot believe he knew I was going to exist in this moment in time. And he stood in the garden and I was on his mind. Mm -hmm. Wow. You were a kid? I was second or third grade. I can't remember how old, but I know that was kind of my first real encounter with Jesus, I would say. Wow. And so ever since then, I've had multiple times where he talks to me clearly, like we're just buds. Mm. He's hanging out right next to me and we're having a conversation and I went to a retreat. It's called Christ Renews His Parish yeah. mm-hmm. here at Ascension. It's been 10 years. Mm. <laughs> um, but I was talking about that, like, oh, yeah, you know, sometimes when you hear Jesus and they looked at me, they're like, what do you mean you hear him? Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's like you and I are just talking. Yeah. He, I hear what he has to say. We have conversation. They're like, no, that doesn't happen to everybody. Mm. You know that, yeah. right? And I'm like, you don't hear him? Like, <laughs> I hear him. Yeah. And it's not a lot. Yeah. But it's just a very intimate moment when yeah. he's, yeah. and it's like he's right next to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. I mean, it's not constant, but that moment when I was little was probably my yeah. first real. And then as an adult, a young adult, I had some real struggles. And there were multiple times I could probably have a two hour podcast about that where I don't know how it happened, yeah. but I ended up at a church with a priest. Couldn't tell you where it is, yeah. what the priest's name was. Advi- so he's just always been there yeah. in those moments, like guiding. Yeah, wow. Jesus is friend, he is brother, um, but he's first savior mm-hmm. and Lord. For sure. And like that moment of, um, whoa, moment mm-hmm. uh, in the garden, uh, realizing that this is my God doing this for me, thinking of me, mm-hmm. loving me, now it was very personal like Mm -hmm. that's the only way i can and i don't really ever talk about it because to me it's something that happened and i think it's it was so formative for me but it's also not something that you just oh yeah by the way in third grade this happened to Mm -hmm. me right um but it was so personal and i can't explain anything else but just that moment of understanding Mm -hmm. not this big God for everybody, yeah. but this very small yeah. moment that he thought about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now that, you know, the Father Mike's out there with the catechism and yeah. Bible in a year and realizing, oh no, God created you because he loves you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he loves you intimately, not just generally everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does love everybody. That's not yeah. dumb, but it's a, it's overwhelming. To think he didn't have to create me. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have to create my children. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he chose them out of love. That's right. like mind blowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. I talk with my hands. No. It's great. It's <laughs> well, it sounds like that was like a real moment of grace for you when you were a child of yeah. like really just that understanding and then even just trusting that that was the Lord. Yeah. Because I feel like even with um, when people say like, oh, I don't hear the Lord, like, I don't know. Like, I think God is always talking to us, but we don't even trust the voice in our head when the Correct. words come in. Like, right. Oh, that was probably just, you know, not, not right. my here. stomach. Right. Yeah. It was probably, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I can't trust in that. Yeah. But 
God does speak to us if yeah. we just have the ears to hear. Yeah, and it's like he speaks to us different ways. So mm, true. The, it's a supernatural grace, like super duper supernatural grace to like hear the Lord's voice audibly. Mm. Like that's St. Paul true. kind of style. And mm-hmm. that's been a lot of saints through the through the ages, some of whom aren't canonized, some of whom we don't know. Um, but like also the Lord speaks through promptings, mm-hmm. right? nudges, um, highlighting things. Mm-hmm. Like in our daily life, things kind of just pop up or we feel really encouraged to go and do something like I may be driving down the road and I'm like, I need to call this friend. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and yeah. then you realize that they're like, you know, on the cusp of something Seriously. You know, big and breakthrough and whatever. Um, but yeah, the Lord he speaks to us in big ways. I, I love to say that he can speak to us in the still silent voice, like in the wind. Right. Uh, he can also speak in two by fours. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. It was funny, you know, being a, you know, man, you know, men are once boys and Men are just like grown up boys. And anyway, just I remember <laughs> as a child playing tag with my very intelligent friends and we would sometimes play tag with um, throwing two by fours at each other. <laughs> like actually pieces of lumber. And we're like, this is awesome. Ow. Yeah. So yeah, the <laughs> Try Lord again. Can, yeah, he can he can tag us, he can nudge us, he can He can um, slam a window shut. He sure can. Like slam it shut. Yeah. And it's not opening, no matter mm. how hard you try. Right. And you want that window open. Yeah. If he wants it closed, it's closed. It's just going to Walk away. Closed. Yeah. But it also make doors and make ways where mm-hmm. they weren't previously. And even mm-hmm. when those, like, for example, the opposite's true, too, of like, um, I don't want this door to open. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he'll just come through the door. Uh-huh. Yeah. He'll just, you know, he's not going to break it down without our permission, but he's going to gently yeah, just come to us. No, because the two yeah. by four thing is so, because sometimes I think the experience is like this, like, like whoa yeah moment but it's really like it is the love like alluring our hearts in a deep deep way like sometimes i i struggle with that image of god like beating us up with a two by four slamming (laughs) a window you know like no it's just like yeah just uh, some for some people it it settles on the heart like oh like well then he's like violent but oh no he's violently in love with us and Mm. and so it can feel like that sometimes but it's really uh i don't know just a he burns for us. Yeah, truly. He's passionately in love with us. Mm-hmm. Not just like, yeah, you're cool. So that's gonna we'll hurt. keep you around. So it is going to hurt yeah. if our like little hearts haven't been yeah. loved in that way. It, it hurts to be loved that And that's a pure love too. Hard. You just think about how gold, like you you hold gold of a fire to mm-hmm. be purified. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, like we are, man is, man is the crown of creation. Women. Women, right? <laughs> you are the crown jewel of creation. Right. And just... The purity that comes along with that and for to be to be adorned in um upon the king mm-hmm. of the head of the body of christ like um yeah we we should expect that and anticipate that it's not always going to be fun and happy and feel great right um, well, what was it was it a podcast or i get podcast homilies they're all, I can't remember. They're all kind of mixed yeah. <laughs> something that sanctification hurts mm-hmm. yeah sometimes yeah it's painful yeah i always go back is, to the um the scene in the Chronicles of Narnia, the Dawn Treader. Mm. Have you ever read this book? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a scene where his name is Eustace, this little boy, and they're like he's like the cousin of Lucy and Edmund Pennsy. Okay. And he's a brat. He's a straight up brat yeah. kid. Um, <laughs> but he makes his way to Narnia and um, with the kids, and he is just yeah, big brat in Narnia too. And um, they make it to this island, and he goes off on his own, and he finds this like basically dragon's lair mm. and the dragon is dead but he goes to the lair he he finds all this treasure 
and he takes this like bangle, like a bracelet, and he puts it on his arm. He's like, I want this. And then he falls asleep. He wakes up mm. and he finds that he's been turned into a dragon. Mm. That this oh. like Got him. bracelet is like it's like enchanted and it turns yeah. him into a dragon. The the bangle is like cutting into his arm. It's mm. made for a little boy's arm, but now he's got a big dragon's arm. He's super uncomfortable, super lonely, super mm. sad. He like flies around to find the the ship of people and his friends and they don't realize that he's Eustace. Like yeah. they try to shoot at him. He's just really distraught and sad. They finally realize who he is and they don't know what to do. Mm. And so he um, has an encounter with Aslan the lion oh, so yeah. he's off on his own just in the depths of his despair and like really like coming to um wow I, i'm i'm kind of a, a brat like and just yeah. coming to this realization of who he who he's been and aslan comes to him and he's like i need to uh you need to bathe um yeah. but first you must be like you need to strip off your yeah. your dragon scales and so he tries eustace he tries yeah. himself and he's only able to get like a little bit of flakes off like sure. layers but it still is like itching and it yeah, hurts yeah. and he wants it off and aslan is like well i need to i need to take off the skin for you mm. i i need to undress you yeah. oh, um wow. and eustace is like kind of scared because it's the big lion yeah, claws fierce. so aslan he but eustace allows him and uh, aslan digs his deep claws like deep deep like skin yeah. deep like to the core of his being yeah. is kind of how it's described and he rips the the dragon skin off and um and he puts him yeah. in the in the well and Eustace mm. comes out a fresh new boy and oh, that's like awesome. but it's it's painful it's yeah. really painful for him but it's the only way it's the yeah. only way it's like and Aslan has this great love for Eustace that yeah. he wants him to be made new and so he has to he has to dig in right. it's the only way and it's super painful like especially when we like espouse ourselves willingly knowingly sure um to these lesser goods yeah yeah um, that we think will satisfy um, and yeah, it's going to be painful. Yeah. Taking um, them away. Yeah. There's a scene in the show. Do you guys watch the shows? Oh, yes. Do yeah. I watch the shows? <laughs> <laughs> There's in season three, which hands down blows everything mm -hmm. away. Yeah. yeah. But Eden is struggling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when she goes down, so Eden is Simon's wife. Yeah. Simon Peter. And she goes down into the ritual bath. And at the same time, he's so angry with Jesus mm -hmm. in the boat it's this beautiful scene of yeah. her like going down and she doesn't just ask for mm. her. Yeah. She's begging him to forgive Simon as mm. well. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is. I'm like who mind blowing, but yeah. it's painful yeah. to let, and Jesus the whole time is like, just trust me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's lovely, but yeah, like it so hurts. Good. It is. Yeah. It hurts to submit to that, mm -hmm. especially when it's a cross mm -hmm. that right. you're, but it's the cross unto a resurrection. Correct. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like we can't ignore the cross. We can't ignore the pain that we have to go through. But it's always to the resurrection. Yeah. yeah. It's always yeah. to the resurrection. The only way beyond the cross is through it. Yeah. Like yep. There's no over, around, under, mm -hmm. or to the side. It's through. You gotta mm -hmm. go through yeah. it. Yeah. I just I'm, I've been reflecting a lot recently of how like the cross of Christ is one of those, is the the pinnacle um, moment of like eternity meeting temporal mm -hmm. like reality. So mm -hmm. like. Infinite meaning the finite meaning. Okay, let's just back up, get our Christology right here. So Jesus, <laughs> everything that Jesus did, because he's fully divine and fully man, like everything that he did, every action of Christ was salvific and eternal. So like we can, wow. we have the opportunity yeah. to console the heart of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane right now, right. because that's an eternal act that he did. 
Um, and the same thing, we can also be with Christ in the manger, yeah. in the feeding trough in Bethlehem. Wow. And like yeah. there's a reality to it. It's not no, just, it's, it's we real. Can, yeah. Like it's not just a, that's great. That's Dude. good. That's good for me to contemplate. Cause I like the imagine imaginative prayer. Yeah. That's like my jam. Yeah. And, um, just imagining myself in these scenes, but you're saying that there's an actual reality to it. It's not, yes. it's not just a sim- symbolic thing that we can like reflect on and like, Oh, like where right. would you be in the yeah. in scene of the nativity? It's like, no, actually this yeah. was for you. Hebrews four, the word of God is living and active. Yeah. Sharper mm-hmm. than any two edged sword, you know, pe- piercing the marrow. Um, yep. Yeah. You know, so like good. Yeah. In, right in. Yeah. Um, and like Depths Jesus is the word made Truly. flesh and well, logic, wow. you know, just put All it together. Right. So Thanks, that's, Lee. that's a big brain thought, but love that. Yeah. Come on, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. So Marissa, you, you had this encounter mm-hmm. and what kind of, what happened next? Like you, you grew in relationship with the Lord, just like in this friendship and, and kind of just like, what did your upbringing? Um, yeah. Jeez. I mean, mm, let me think for a minute. It's okay. So third grade, second, third grade, then we moved from. North Carolina had this experience, moved yeah. from North Carolina back to Kansas City. Well, for me, the first time, my dad was from here. And this is a lot of turmoil. Sure. Mm. My dad had gone to Duke. Um, my parents, we loved North Carolina. We ended up mm-hmm. back in Kansas City for a multitude of reasons, and nobody was happy. Sure. My parents missed North Carolina. Mm. Um, you know, we went from like inner city, Durham, small Catholic school mm-hmm. to Blue Springs, which yeah, it's a massive. suburb of Kansas City, Missouri. So culture was completely different. Um, I had a nun as a teacher, Sister mm-hmm. Cecilia. She was wonderful. Um, Big shout out. Yeah. I mean, she was amazing. I didn't have any friends. It was just a hard, yeah. like hard That's fourth rough. through sixth grade was just yeah. horrible. And then and then you just become a teenager, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. oh, God's there. Great. Went to yeah, Catholic yeah. high school. Yeah. Um, so Sister Cecilia kind of helped stir that faith a little bit. But, you know, your family life, not that my parents were struggling or anything like yeah. that, but we just had this big move and nobody was happy. Yeah. Right. End up back here. The huge gift was I was around my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And my dad's parents are not Catholic, but beautiful marriage. Um, just great example. Yeah. And then my mom's parents were catholic before anything Mm -hmm. my grandfather was italian my grandma was german talk about fiery yeah (laughs) um but we got to see them and it was crazy like they prayed the rosary in the car i would give anything to have a recording of it Mm -hmm. it started no matter where they went we were going to the grocery store we were going to mass Mm. rosary time did they have like meditations in between oh no Uh, you don't have time for that oh okay it was Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord, with the first time. <laughs> holy Mary. And if you like weren't participating, oh, it's hail and holy. Like you mm-hmm. knew where you were at. <laughs> if you weren't participating, my grandma would reach in the back and like, come on. Do the mom's I, I couldn't keep up. Yeah. It was yeah. so fast. And you just, they were just Catholic before anything. Mm. So if you did not know my grandma was Catholic the moment you met her, yeah. like she had failed somehow. Mm. Um, 
that sticks with, I mean, she was hilarious. If yeah. you were in mass, you had to stand completely still mm-hmm. to get an indulgence during the gospel. Mm-hmm. So I remember just standing there like, don't move, don't move, don't move. Did I hear the gospel once? Nope. Is that true? But I did not move. Who knows? She told me. <laughs> I've it was never true. heard that before. I wasn't allowed to chew the hose. So I'd be, you know, like hmm. you're fasting. Mm-hmm. So you're thirsty. You're hungry. Mm-hmm. You put this dry piece of sticks to your roof bread your yeah. when I was a kid, you know, in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I cannot. I'm going to choke to death on the body <laughs> of Christ right mm-hmm. here in church. Um, but it fostered such a deep appreciation for yeah. it because you would see them kneeling down as these 80 year old right. they mm. that was so formative and yeah. i didn't know it at the time yeah till i became an adult and looked back on their yeah. relationship mm. um so fast forward teenager go to a catholic high school sure. had a nun again sister eileen she was a prostitute in new york before wow. she became wow. a nun she was wow. legit this I lady bet. was did you go to O'Hara? No, St. Mary's. Okay. My husband went to O'Hara. Okay. She would like come in and after every class, she was a math teacher, she would tell us the devil prowls like a roaring lion, wow. but in sheep's clothes. Mm-hmm. He's around mm-hmm. every corner. But she had this New York way of saying it. And you're like, I believe you. Where is he in yeah. school? <laughs> Where is he? He's so nervous. <laughs> so those, like, just when I think back to... Wow. You know, granted, but I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. We had mass every week. There may or may not have been some weeks that we skipped mass in the bathroom and my friend Brandy would smoke cigarettes out oh of them. Oh my like, goodness. Such a rebel. You know, such <laughs> like, a rebel. Still a teenager. You got a pest. Um, and then adult life like kicked in. Um, well, had some experiences, but am I even answering your question? You're totally answering I'm the question. You... Um, yeah, I, I just think there's something so powerful with like um, being in the presence of uh, heartfelt devotion, true mm-hmm. devotion. Yes. It changes you. It does. And I, I would say my parents, my dad's a convert. He can, That's how he met my mom. We prayed together every night as a family, yeah. even as a teenager. I mean, we sat together and we prayed. We always said, Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory be. And then we had shared prayer, um, which I didn't think was weird. At the time, but now that I'm an adult Catholic yeah. and people my age are like, oh, I don't know how to pray hmm. because they didn't have shared sure. prayer. They sure. just wow. did their rote memorization yeah. prayers. So, you know, looking back on that, too, I another like my dad would sing. He'll kill me for telling the story, but like he would sing a Love song. Your dad. <laughs> and, um, but one of them was Seek Ye First. Hmm. Hmm. I was maybe like 14 before I realized I thought Seek Ye was a person. Mm. Like, I didn't oh, realize wow. it was seek e. I thought it was yeah. like a person, Seeky. like wandering around. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just funny to like. Oh wait, uh, uh, the captive in the desert. I mean, yeah, I was terrified of the hail holy queen. Mm. The way my grandma, the hail mm-hmm. mary person, would pray the hail holy queen. I'm mm. like, where are these banished children? <laughs> and where is this garden? Crying because it is terrifying and there's tears <laughs> yes they're uh. crying banished children of yeah. eve like who are those yeah. but now you realize it was so ingrained in who i was yeah i didn't really question it until i needed to yeah but but questioning it then was so my dad always told me if you stop questioning your faith it's dangerous mm. you should always have questions yeah. because if you stop yeah. questioning you're not learning and 
So even those little innocent questions, like, well, who was, who are these banished yeah. children that we're worried about? But you were seeking understanding. You yeah. weren't, you weren't trying to prove a point. Of no. Like, this is wrong. Mm. And that, I love yeah. that distinction yeah. because yeah. like, um, yeah, just, I know how, how real it is to, to ask questions to be right. Oh and no, this was more sure. like, yeah, exactly. You know, so I think if you can start with kids, like these banished children of yeah. Eve, who are they? Oh wait, that's you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty cool to think back on, on those little things yeah. that in times of real, true distress, you know, my parents and their when they did struggle, they, they were just still so devout to one another. And the only thing that like my mom will talk about now was faith, Yeah, faith and community, faith and community. You can't do it by yourself Mm -hmm. and you don't know you're going to struggle till you do. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you think, Oh, I'm going to have these kids. I'm going to take them to church. I'm going to raise them and be, yeah, they're still going to mess up real bad. And I, my goal, and I tell young families all the time, my goal is not to have perfect kids. Yeah. My goal is when they are struggling, that they know how to come home. Mm. Yep. And I mean, come home physically and come back to the church because yep. my parents, that's what my parents did for me. Mm. Yeah. So when things were hard, I knew how to come they home. They could lean on you or you, you could lean on them. Yeah. And yeah. I, I knew there would be yeah. forgiveness there. I knew there yeah. would be acceptance. I knew that Jesus died on the cross for me. Yeah. And he didn't die on the cross for me when I'm praying the rosary and yeah. having this lovely little life. He he knew yep. that I was going to, you know, test test the for limits sure. a little. Mm. Yeah. So that's just It's a very simple story. I don't have yeah. any big no, theological No, it's beautiful. You don't you don't have to qualify you know, it at all. But I yeah. think it's uh to have a personal Yeah. relationship but also to trust and to understand there are things bigger. Right. Mm-hmm. And I saw that in like my grandparents and my parents, like they knew they weren't going to make it through this life Yeah. without trusting that there is something bigger than them. Yeah. And it bigger was always the Eucharist. Right. Always. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. That is uh, profound. I have a million thoughts. Uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, right in the middle of the Lord's Sermon on the Mount. Like, mm-hmm. seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be yours as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I can only attest to um, my, my family, like, uh, something that I I cherish and I'm very proud of is we, we've seen the, the self-regina as a family before. Oh, wow. Every night together. Mm, that's um, cool. And it's just, it just, it just like rains peace on us. I love that. It's like, there could be chaos. We could be at each other's throats. <laughs> Like my son just broke my daughter's collarbone (laughs) and it's like she's two and he's four and it's like it's summer. They should be running around, running ragged. And, Uh, but the Salve Regina just, uh yep. And, uh, it's like a lullaby. Yeah, it is. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Hey mom. (sighs) Hi mom. Mm, You know, like being in the presence of your mother (laughs) (laughs) for just a little bit is, is just profound. Liturgy of the hours works good too. Yeah. I was on a confirmation retreat with my eighth grader. Nice. And all of her friends. And there were nine girls, 10 girls in the bunk room at camp. It was an overnight camp, an overnight retreat. And 14 year old girls don't. They're scary. They're scary. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I like walked in and, oh, girls, like, let's try to hour of this. Mm -hmm. I finally was like, I'm taking in 
liturgy of that. And we're going to do night prayer. And I turned the lights off and I read to them out mm-hmm. like a light. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I wish I would have known about yeah. this when I had little kids. I just <laughs> yeah. Powerful sleep tool. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Maddie, take us back to the beginning for you. What? Back to the beginning. Take us back. <laughs> Back uh, to the beginning. What's your story falling in love with Christ? It's a good one. Um, oh, I love Christ. He captured my heart when I was about 10 years old. Yeah. Is, is, I, th- I mean, I grew up Catholic. He was always around. But yeah. I, my parents would always read us stories going to bed. And Narnia, Chronicles of Narnia, yeah. I've already mentioned. A Big very C.S. Good Lewis story. fan. Huge. Yeah. And uh, when I was 10, the Disney movie came out. Mm. I was absolutely enchanted, yeah. like truly. And I became this obsessed little girl with yeah. Narnia. Um, but it was really through like not just the story, but how my parents would present it to me mm. of like, you know, Aslan is actually representative of God. And yeah. like this is all the symbolism and, and their love. And I was just so captivated. And I've always been, you know, a creative dreamer. And so I always just wanted to go to Narnia. And, um, so that's when Jesus really captured my heart. And I think is when I realized that a life with Christ could be a, an adventure, yeah. an that's adventure. Awesome. I wanted to be that chosen princess, you know, the lost mm. princess yeah. who could be like warrior princess. Yes. who was like, yeah, Lucy in the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. She just stumbles upon Watch it, out. but it's actually Narnia, like calling, yeah. calling her, like, will you come and save us? Like yeah. mm-hmm. always winter, never Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I just loved all that. And, um, yeah, so that's how Jesus captured my heart initially so basically That's aslan amazing. aslan yeah uh, yeah i i will i haven't had very many many moments of just imagining yeah. christ as this big lion mm-hmm. and just walking with him and we're not yeah. even saying anything it's just yeah. you know a secret language almost yeah it sounds like you had like the lord had captured your heart totally in uh magic the, the <laughs> kindest and friendliest of ways right? Yeah. Right. yeah just this this magical this enchantment mm-hmm. um he enchanted you yeah yeah, and I, I really wanted to follow Christ from that young age. Sure. And, you know, we just had lots of discussions. My mom bought me like a subscription to a teen girl Christian magazine. Uh, <laughs> so I was just very, yeah, I don't know. It was just every, um, my mind was being captured, sure. you know, uh, confirmation retreats. Yeah. Like I went to public school though. Um, and so it, I was really not surrounded by friends who shared the same faith ended up in a lot of very lonely um, situations. And I was very like, had friends, but just as we were getting older, just, I was not, I didn't want, I wanted to follow Christ. I didn't want to do the things that my friends were doing. And um, I saw how it was ruining their lives and I was very distraught. And I think I also kind of had this savior complex too. Mm. But um, as I grew older, I think I just really, really craved a sense of belonging yeah. and a sense of, you know, I think God really captured my heart through fantasy and through yeah. um, fiction. But um, it did get kind of dark as I was growing older because my reality was not not an adventure. Yeah. And so right. I was really, I had a big, you know, just fantasy life, to be honest, of, mm. of um, drawing fan art of things. And I was yeah. involved in a online art sharing platform cool. and it wasn't the... It wasn't the healthiest place for a teenage girl right. to be. So I just preferred my fantasy life to um, my reality. Hmm. But I think um, by the time I reached college, so I, and then I was also just very like mission centric when towards the end of high school. Yeah. Um, I, I grew up at uh, Prince of Peace and, and our youth group was very small until um, a gentleman named Kyle Cockleman came in and Dude, just kind Kyle of blew Savage. it up, blew it up. Big shout out. 
blew it up. And this is in Olathe, Kansas. Olathe, yep. yeah. He blew it up, um, brought the Kairos retreat yeah. um, in, and this was like, I don't know, just really captured my heart in a lot of ways. And the yeah. friendships that I I got, um, I don't know, just like taste of community. Because it wasn't, yeah. it never really ended up um, like being consistent afterwards, but mm. just the retreats and getting to serve on those retreats and give yeah. talks and reflect on what God has done in my life um, was big. So I was just from that point on, I was very just like, I want, I want that community. I want, um, you know, friends. I don't want to be lonely (laughs) anymore. Um, and that came, went into college, went to UMKC for two years and then I transferred to KU. Rue up. Or is it just Ruse? The kangaroos or Ruse. Rue up is the the most fun (laughs) mascot. Rua? South Dakota State Jackrabbits and the (laughs) UMKC kangaroos. Who's the the banana slugs? I don't know. I didn't know there was a banana Santa Barbara banana (laughs) slugs. Oh, that's terrible. Isn't that horrible? That's pretty (laughs) rough. Yeah, so two years in uh, at UMKC, and that's I actually started a women's book club there. Yeah, Um, Yeah, because I was like... I think I was like, you know, none of my friends are Catholic. I'm just going to convert them all so that I can I have that. some Catholics. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a sense of like still loneliness yeah. being the leader, being the, um, and a, a sense of entitlement, I think, of just like, I deserve good things since I'm putting out so much for you, God. Mm. So by the time I, I went to KU, I was really expecting this Catholic community to just really like um, be perfect, honestly, mm. and and for me to be perfect. And I really desired vulnerably like I, I desired a boyfriend so yeah. bad like right. any young adult come girl. on God. yeah come on and I was like you know I'm perfect I'm mm-hmm. this perfect Catholic I've done everything right I've been on a mission yeah, I've done wow. all these things where where are the boys and they were not lining up in my door <laughs> and so it was kind of this um what I I've come to realize is is I was building up this false persona mm-hmm. of myself that was very subtle yeah it was very subtle but it was like this perfect person I couldn't share. I, I it was very. Right. I, I could share vulnerably, but it was like a perfect package vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very subtle. And so when I was facing this, these rejection, um, perceived rejections from yeah. from men and even from women to friendships and yeah. feeling left out of things or whatever, I it was shattering to that yeah. perfect image. Right. And um, sometime in college, I I had this. I just like got into this really deep depression. Honestly, mm-hmm. really a, a deep. Um, I would say like hatred for God. Mm. Um, I had some really good mentors, good friends in that time who honestly encouraged me, like you need to tell God like how you feel yeah. from mm-hmm. your heart. Like, and I think someone had said like, God wants your unfiltered soul. Yeah. For like, sure. And it was like Job, like bring it uh, all up, bring yeah. it all up and yeah. out. And so there were months there in 2018, I call it my tomb year. Cause it was just like wow. a, a year of coming to the chapel. My friends were like, you got, you can't stop going to pray. And I would just sit in the pew. I'd lay in the pew. I'd just like, Oh, just all this wrath I've coming taken, out I've of taken my heart. Million naps in that, yeah. In that <laughs> it's good. It's good. They need yeah. some cushions, but yeah. um, no, it was, I'd really just like poured out my heart and mm. I hatred. It was, it was an ugly, ugly time. Yeah. Um, but once all of that, I think of months of just like, I was like the older brother in the prodigal son story. Mm-hmm. Like here, I've been working in yeah. your field for, you know, 24 yep. years. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going in. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going. And, um, and you hate me. You don't care about me. And once I think all of that was up and out of just years of resentment, yeah. um, I think the Lord, 
I really had this moment of yeah. when in the in the Bible where Christ is giving the um, teaching on the Eucharist, actually. Yeah. And and everyone leaves, like all of right. his disciples right. leave and they, they return to their former way of life, as it says. Yeah. And he turns to his disciples, he turns to Peter mm-hmm. and like, do you also want to leave? Yeah. And that was a moment for me too in the chapel. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't even know why I'm here and, you know, <laughs> dropping some curses in my heart, yeah. you know, like, oh, it's so bad. I don't know why I'm here. Yeah. I, I don't even know why I keep coming. Yeah. And I, the Holy Spirit just after months of perceived silence yeah. in my heart that he wasn't speaking to me, I heard, well, you don't have to be here. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. have to come. You don't have to keep coming. Like you could leave. Yeah. And so I thought about that and I thought of all the options of, well, I could like join a, you know, a Protestant ministry at KU, mm-hmm. but yeah. that didn't, you know, well, God's still there and I hate you God. So that's not going right. to work. And right. you know, <laughs> oh, do I want to like try Buddhism or an atheistic thing? Sure. And it was like, no, like none of that. I've already vetted all of that. Yeah. Like, no, no. And so I was like, well, God, you're the best I got. Like it wasn't as <laughs> as glorious as Peter saying, yeah. like you are the. Dude, should we go? Exactly. Yeah, you like you have the words. Realize, yeah. I didn't say that. It yeah. was like, well, you're the best I got. You'll do. You'll do. You'll Ugh. be fine. <laughs> but that's all God needed. It was really just yeah, like a pull, like and 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 God like just pulled me back. Went to therapy. Started going to therapy for the first time. Really, just like untangling some of the the long held beliefs I had. Yeah. That's really when I began my healing journey. So, which over the years. Um, you know, since 2018. So I guess yeah. four years Come healing on. journey therapy, um, went on a JP2 healing right. center retreat. JP2 um, healing center in Florida. I think so. Yeah. yeah. With, um, Bob Dr. shoots. Dr. And Bob shoots and oh, Bart. wow. You got to go. Got to go. That's amazing. I know. Nice. I know. I don't even think I realized at the time how it, it might've just been on the cusp of being super popular, but, yeah. um, yeah, it's an awesome retreat. So I went to that. Um, and then actually, more recently in 2021, yeah, yeah. I, I did this um, program called Living Waters. Mm. Oh, I've um, heard about that. It's amazing. I, I came and spoke at a staff meeting yes. here at Ascension. They were beautiful. It's phenomenal. Beautiful. It's been, it's been going on for 40 years and it's yeah. through Desert Stream Ministries, yeah. ecumenical. So it's Catholic and Christian. Yeah. It's actually started in an evangelical, like uh, Christian, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, from a Christian man. Um, and it's been going on for 40 years. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's a it's a healing ministry for um sexual and relational brokenness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in my story, in my past, I, I wouldn't say that I, I've struggled, praise be to God, with any of the big sins or abuses or like anything that, but sure. I, I noticed there was something deeply wrong right. in my heart. I got had gotten to a point where I was so <clears throat> sick of Catholic community, actually. I right. desired it so badly, right. but you know, it was disappointing in a way, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't meet my expectations. And so I was like, very suspicious yeah. of Christians mm-hmm. and I didn't want to make new friends. I was like out of college and um, actively like, just like a prickly pear, like yeah, a, yeah. a blowfish. Whenever someone would come up to me and want to befriend me, I'd be oh, like, yeah. no. Um, <laughs> and then with men, it was, it was really like, I, I kept getting into these situationships with men, which if you don't know what a situationship is, it's like a, a flirty thing. It's very big in my generation, just like mm. Uh, not not labeling things nobody's being clear and that just kept happening and so it's exhausting like two years of you know flirting with a guy not sure if he likes you or not can can i just get some clarity yeah truly and so i was like why does this keep happening i really desire to be in a relationship i desire to be married at the end of the day um and you know still have that desire but it was it was killing me there was like i don't know what to do and so i saw the living waters brochure at city on a hill um they're Thing, uh, Young you Adult know. Apostolate in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. they're um, 
bulletin or weekly newsletter. And so I signed up and had my interview and the woman who interviewed me, Abby Ford, she was like, actually, Maddie, I think this is exactly what you need because it's a 20 week program. See, I'm going to go on this whole evangelistic, like I'm, I'm so passionate about this. You guys, like, I think everyone, I mean, God's timing with healing is so like, it is God's timing in the right time. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, I believe everyone ought to like, know about this program this could be a problem for you huge if you're thing if you're like huge. man i feel like i've been needing this yes and hey here's your sign yes absolutely yeah. so it's a five-month program 20-week program mm-hmm. yeah. um and it, every chapter it goes through sexual and relational brokenness and you yeah. know our wounds from our past and forgiveness and i mean i just realized yeah. and, and you and it's co-ed so it's men and women who are right. receiving these talks together but then you have your same sex right. small group right, right. who you go to every single week and it's not a therapy group it's not there's specific right. guidelines against like cross talking. Yep. Like I share what I'm feeling like the Lord ha- is is putting on my heart or bringing up for me. Nobody talks. The uh, maybe they ask me a few clarifying questions and then they just pray. Yeah. It's intercessory prayer. Cool. And it's like, okay, what does the Lord want to say to you? Right. Because at the end of the day, our advice is, you know, we can be the yeah. wise of Solomon, but right. you know, if it's not from the Lord, then it's and it's not said in a kind way or. Whatever. It's just so got a part one and a part two. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Very true. So, um, it, for me, uh, the Lord in that particular group really like, um, just stripped down this false image that I had been living for so long and, um, brought me to like, trust the women in my small group brought me to trust the, um, Catholics again, Christians again, because week after week I would come and I was prohibited from praying over people, you mm-hmm. know, like I just had to come and receive. Yeah. I couldn't, I was not allowed to be a leader, yeah. which praise God, because I really needed to receive in that moment. I needed to trust that like, oh, there are other women, there are other mm. men who actually can like be instruments of healing yeah, in my right. life and they can actually see me and understand me. And um, yeah, the Lord came in in a very, very powerful ways. I realized I was holding on to a lot of hatred of men mm. in particular. Um, there's a teaching on misogyny and how misogyny, which is hatred of women, um, has like, and because women of who we are, we're just like such deep wells, deep, deep wells. And the way that we, we are designed as women is to receive a seed, receive a gift and we mull it over in our, Mm -hmm. in our bodies, Mm -hmm. like in our hearts for so long. And then we send it out into the world. And so when that gift is a toxic gift, we Mm -hmm. mull it over and we send out toxicity into the world. Yeah. And the opposite end of that is misandry, which is hatred of man and how that like misogyny and misandry. It's it's just like what's attacking our our relationships yeah. with each other or and men and women relating. And I, I realized I needed to repent of a lot mm-hmm. of misandry towards men and I needed to. Yeah, just really become reintegrated of, of who I as I, wow. I am as a woman as like I'm a good gift and I don't you are. I don't actually need to like grasp for like right the lord told me i was pursued so i i felt so unpursued because men were not pursuing me right but the lord pursued me in very specific very tender and intimate ways through my imagination through the the um, intercessory prayer of the people and so for the first time in my life i like was like wow i really don't need to like grasp for men anymore Mm -hmm. i don't need to and i like actually trust in Christians again. And it the the motto of Living Waters is healing through the broken body of Christ. Mm-hmm. We are a broken body. We're not going to get it, yeah. you know, right. right every single time. We are going to hurt each other and we're going to be hurt, but the bride the church is is Christ's bride and so yeah. I was very convicted that like I was rejecting 
a whole part of Christ by not involving yeah, right. myself in, in Christian Catholic community. Right. So anyway, after walking out of living waters, now I, I lead small groups. I'm, I'm nice. totally invested in this, in this ministry. Um, cause it's, it's vulnerable. Yeah. It's, but it's exactly what everybody needs. And, um, anyway, so after that, I, uh, you know, just after my year of, or my, you know, five months of living waters, it became the year of miracles is what I call mm-hmm. last year, yeah. the year of miracles, because, um, I mean, truly, it's such a funny story. I hate to say, it, like, uh, you know, expectations low, but I actually got started getting asked out on crazy amount of dates. Yeah. It was really weird, <laughs> and um, you know, uh, which was great. It was it was awesome, and then and then I ended up quitting my job and like mm. really getting to pursue my dreams, but like in a much more like, you know, I thought I would make movies. I thought I would do mm-hmm. fiction, yeah. fantasy, like all that stuff, which is so good. Um, but actually the Lord has really called me to do sacred art and to like yeah. actually not draw people into a fantasy, but to draw him, draw them closer to him mm. through beauty, through yes. paint, through, yes. through like a, a good aesthetics. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like I beauty. try, yeah. Truth and beauty. And, and um, beauty. so, yeah, I just really see that, you know, my story has gone on kind of long, but no. it's, yeah. It, um, God really has wooed my heart and he's like stripped me down. He's taken off my dragon skin. Um, and he still is, I'm not perfect, but I just, yeah, Jesus has been so, such a lover, such a, um, pursuer and a father and a friend. And, um, yeah, I didn't believe it before, you know, growing up Catholic, I, you know, you're always told God's the only one who can fulfill your heart, your deepest desires and longings. And truly, I didn't really believe it until now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do. So that's yeah, my story. Psalm 46, 10, let all striving cease. Mm. Let all striving cease. Yeah. Yeah. We just received. And know that I am God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also be still and know that I am God, mm-hmm. depending on your Hebrew translator. Right. <laughs> right. Just, wow. So good. Yeah. And the story of the prodigal son, not just the son, but the, the older, older brother. Oh, in yes. Luke 15. Like, I love that because it's, it's so real because mm-hmm. like we think that the story of the prodigal son ends when the son come home comes mm-hmm. home and they're just having a rager inside <laughs> just, you know you know whatever but like the older brother comes in he comes home he's mm-hmm. like what is what is this right what's the celebration yeah. it's like are we operating as sons mm-hmm. or slaves yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's yeah i think sometimes the enemy can twist like scripture verses yeah. oh. in my heart yes and one of those was um to whom much is given, much is expected. Right. And then, so there's great expectation on my heart. Like, mm-hmm. well, I've been given a lot. I'm a Catholic, you know, like, yeah. so I have to give, 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 give. So I, I really over-volunteered, I think, mm-hmm. in um, in a lot of the ministries I was involved in in college. And, yeah. um, you know, a lot of good came from that. And I'm so grateful for that time and yeah. for the friendships that I made. And um, But I, I recognize that I was really striving. I yeah. was striving to, you know, if I don't, if I don't volunteer, yeah. people are going to forget about me. Yeah. To whom much is given, yeah. much is expected, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like we can toil, we can labor, we can work in the kingdom for God's glory uh, to, to bring about his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Um, we can we can labor, um, but labor is not um, straining, Sure. white knuckling, mm-hmm. full force, full strength pulling the plow through, mm-hmm. you know, like this, this difference of like, uh, when you're, when you're working out in the field, you do so relaxed. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, to, to, yeah. It's just like the proper disposition is mm-hmm. to not strain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about how rock climbing as well. Mm. It's like, if you are trying to just muscle your way up 
this like rock face yeah mm-hmm. you gotta you be can't. limber you can't it's you, almost like a dance it really yeah. is yeah it, it really is. is yeah have you ever gone rock climbing marissa i have oh yeah. I have. so you know you yeah. know if you're straining your forearms are going to give like almost yeah. immediately well, i think that's why kids are so good at it we yeah. were at rocky mountain national park and my kids were so rock fun. climbing and they're just agile and like going up and you get two <laughs> things up as an adult and you're like oh wait a minute like you start <laughs> yep. shaking on yeah. and, and the kids are just all the way up to the top because they trust that's it they trust and like easiest path like i'll just Mm. I'm going to follow this and trust that I can do it. And yeah. And I'm like, um, yeah, <laughs> right. Wait a minute. Cause we're not called to just lay on our couches and I struggle with this even now, like sure. to know how much is striving and how much is like, okay, what's my responsibility here today? And like, yep. how much is, am I just taking on too much? Especially as a, now I'm a business owner. Like what the heck? What? what? And so, yeah. What does that look like? I don't have anybody. I don't have a boss. Apparently I'm so the Jordan Peterson personality love, test, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Seriously, yeah. I I I recommend it as it's, well. It, yeah, it's My a great personality it. test. Yeah. yeah, and did you link your yeah. your test? Yeah, super helpful. And I took this recently. And conscientiousness, yeah. <laughs> I'm like very low in it. Nice. And conscientiousness is um like the uh, orderly and like like things. How mindful you are. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so it literally says low conscientious people don't make good administrators they don't make good like managers because <laughs> yep. they can't really manage their time and i'm like oh, oh i boy. feel seen so anyway yeah. um it's hard it's really hard to like know what the difference is but well i think like the line of we like were, work sure. and i was just talking about this because working in ministry is a lot sure. yeah right like it's a lot and i think you have to be i read this book before i got this job called the ruthless elimination of hurry mm-hmm. i've heard of this book it is it fundamental like fundamentally changed my life wow mm-hmm. um and i read it last fall it is so good he is a christian minister pastor um and he had this experience on an airplane like well wait what am i doing i'm tired yep. i'm so i get this job and the your first instinct is strive 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 like but don't white knuckle it too right because you're working in ministry and everybody wants something and they want it yesterday Mm -hmm. and um so you don't slow down and think oh wait a minute yep you know and then my husband got sick um in january and father viet was anointing him and he read the gospel take my yoke upon Mm. you yeah and he explained to the kids it was like the most beautiful moment he did the anointing of the sick in the yeah. St. Luke room, which mm. is in the basement of our church. Mm. Cause we were all together and he, um, but he started to explain to the kids how working hard, you know, when you're in the field and you, the yoke, it's hard. Yeah. And Jesus is saying like, wait, take mine. Yeah. Like I'm easy and I'm going to be with you through all of this struggle. Mm-hmm. And it, it, for whatever reason brought me back to that book and just the other day, I was talking to one of our priests, Father Stoll here, and I was like, I think we're missing something. Mm-hmm. Like, I am striving, and I'm pulling, and I am, like, putting all of the marriage family life yeah. on my back. Mm-hmm. But what does Jesus do in the gospel? In this book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, he's like, you mm-hmm. know, in ministry, what did Jesus do? Like, Lazarus is dying. Give me a give me a couple days. <laughs> I'm going to go pray about it. Yeah. Every time something was brought to jesus that was big and hard what does he do Mm. he retreats and goes to his father in prayer but in ministry we're doing completely opposite we're like oh 
Yeah. Go, go, okay. Go, go, let go. me put this on my back, and sure. now I'm going to start sprinting while I'm pulling you with me. Yep. And then give me ten other tasks, and I'll get that done too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When really the answer is sitting right in the tabernacle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's he's true. patiently waiting for us yeah. to come retreat. Yeah. So striving is one thing, but we should be striving with him right, yeah. right next to us yeah. instead yeah. of taking the, our own, you know, yoke on us and be yeah. like, I yeah. can do this by sheer force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But what Jesus does is he retreats in yeah. prayer it's and he's sitting does, yeah. right in there. Yeah. I am in this place where I'm lucky enough to yeah. be able to be like, uh, good, good idea. I'm going to pray about it. Yep. And instead, I'm like, okay, I'll make it happen today. Yeah. But it might not be what Jesus wants yeah, me all, to do because all, exactly. it's somebody else's idea and I'm not retreating in prayer. Right. So mm-hmm. I think owning your own business, yep. doing that kind of stuff, doing these podcasts, like we have to remember to eliminate the hurry out of our life mm-hmm. and retreat yeah. you know, to the Eucharist. The, um, yeah, the temptation, like one of the, yeah, just like ministry, business, it doesn't really matter. It's like, the the need is infinite yes the opportunity is also infinite like <laughs> we could do these, anything we could do anything exactly but the especially enemy, now yeah the enemy loves to spread us thin and he loves yeah. us to be hurried you like, say yes yes busy. yes 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 yeah and before you know it we're you know we're doing we're spinning around and we're just trying to keep it all together mm-hmm. and we're frantic and and then we get resentful of the lord we because resentful. we think that this is the cross yeah. that God has called us to. Right. But I, but he yes. never tried to put the on our shoulders. No. Yes. And he gives us a playbook. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. in the gospels, he gives That's us so good. a playbook. Yeah. This is how right. he takes the apostles. Exactly. He shows them how to be. Mm-hmm. And instead we just constantly think, well, I can do it better. <laughs> you know, like, you yeah. know what, Jesus, I think I got this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's cool though. Cause there's that dichotomy that it's yes. The Lord frequently retreats when, or like post ministry and like pre ministry, and I'm not. This is not a ministry podcast. No, but just mm. like before, he's about to do something big, and after he needs his rest, he needs to go uh, and just be alone. Also, like for example, in Mark chapter five, he like someone comes to him. He's like, "My daughter's dying. Come now." And he's like, "Okay, yeah." And then he'll go. Sure. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if you're in the flow of grace, if you are in right. communion with the Lord, you're going to be able to discern. I is mean, it now or is it exactly yeah. now or later, you know, and sometimes it's going to be made apparent to you that it's mm-hmm. like now is the answer. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just knowing, yeah, just like discernment, being yeah. able to sift yeah. through and just know like the heart of God for mm-hmm. your situation. And it happens over time. It happens through wisdom. It happens just like True. through experience. And Counsel from others. Yeah, yeah. All these, all these things. So I'm just spending time with him. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like, you know what this reminds me of? Say more. Marae Caritatis. Reminds me. Mess it up. You know what this reminds me of? Marae Caritatis. Mess it up again. Yeah. Before we jump into the awesome document that we're starting today, I would love to know what advice would you give to anybody out there who is on the fence with respect to the Eucharist? Maybe they're having a hard mm. time wrapping their head around this reality, or maybe they're just they haven't had that heart encounter yet. Like what, what counsel would you give? What advice would you give to anybody who's on the fence with respect to the Eucharist? Mm. I would say go to the Adoration Chapel mm. with no expectation. Don't bring any books. Don't bring any music. Just go. Mm-hmm. Try to make it a point every week to go and just say, I'm just going to sit here for 20 minutes mm. and just see what happens. Yeah. I think he, you bring the people to Jesus and let him do the work. You have to start somewhere. 
And you can start with a, to me, like start with a book, start with, start with him. Sure. Go sit with him and just see. I, that would be my starting point. After that, I don't know. That's mm. a good starting point. But I would say go yeah. spend some He'll time with just him. Just do it. Yeah. Just go. Mm -hmm. Find some place you can mm. go sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Yeah. Yeah. So I find like I can't, I can't have a filter when I'm with the Eucharist. Yeah. Like I can't be fake in front mm -hmm. of him. And so there is like a humility that we need to like embrace mm -hmm. to come before the Lord. Like there's in the Eucharist because he's so little and he's so, I mean, per yeah. perceived, but also just like coming to the realization that like there's healing yeah. with the Eucharist. Like I just, and there's healing by coming vulnerably and coming as we are. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, just like there's an invitation too. It's not, it's not that, even if it's on your heart to go to the Eucharist, like, mm. oh, everyone's telling me to everyone, I should do this, I should do that. It's like, maybe take some time and like really hear God's invitation yeah. of like, I want, I want to spend time with you. I want to, I want your heart. Mm -hmm. I want you. I want your mm -hmm. unfiltered soul. I want your heart. Um, I think the times that I've really been drawn to the Eucharist is when I hear those stories and when I've experienced yeah. it in my own mm -hmm. life of, you know, a little girl in a war-torn country. I think Father Mike Schmitz talks about this in his, mm. the the hour that will change your life. Yeah. So that's that's something. Go Big on to talk. YouTube. It's got a lot of Type in the hour that will uh, change your life mm -hmm. by yeah. Father Mike Schmitz. He tells this story of a little girl who was in this war-torn country. I'm not even sure what war it was, but um, in the middle of mass, these um, yeah. this army like comes in and kills the priest, shoots a ton of people, yeah. captures them. And it's like right in the middle, right, right. after the consecration. And so like hosts are just flying everywhere. Yeah. And this little girl escapes. And every single night there's guards like at the church. It's very dangerous. Yeah. But every night she goes in at midnight and she goes and mm -hmm. receives a, a Eucharist on her tongue. Yeah. Little girl, little girl. And she doesn't take it in her hand. She like bends down, sticks her tongue on the floor. And these and, have like, been stomped on by yeah, guards. Yeah. yeah, right. And, um, Oh, it's because there's a priest that they imprisoned, I think. And El so Salvador, he, I think, is, okay. sounds okay. familiar, but go ahead. Sure. Yeah. And so he's he's watching all of this happen every night. He watches yeah. this little girl come in and stick her tongue on the floor mm -hmm. and get a, you know, receive Jesus one at a time. Yeah. So, and then she comes again and again and again. And on the last night, the, the soldiers never see her. And on the very last night, she gets the last um, Eucharist, receives it. And then the guards see her and they shoot her and mm. they kill her. This story ruptured my heart. It still yeah. does. It's like there's something about the Lord inviting her, yeah. this little girl, again mm -hmm. and again to to be united to him and her love and re response. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's always a response. It's always, I don't know if this is, if this advice is clear necessarily, but just like a, how is God inviting you? How, what is his heart for you? Ask that question and, and ask that to the Lord. Like, what is your heart for me? And and um and then go yeah. respond respond to the mm. invitation mm. Mm. i'm just thinking about who's the, the there's the a local. i think there's a dominican like the dominican sisters of mary or something mm -hmm. i forget what the actual order is but like one of the vows that they take is to protect the eucharist unto death mm. Mm -hmm. wow what? what the heck what <laughs> like that they will die before the Eucharist is like yeah. desecrated. desecrated. That's the word. Good word. <laughs> I'm like, um. Well, even Notre <sighs> Dame, the uh, Notre Dame, the the um, cathedral in Notre Dame in yeah. France burned up in 2020, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
everything burned Crazy. up in 2020. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Everything happened then. I don't even know if that was the year, but yeah. um, it was burning, yeah. and the priest went in and, and took took yeah. the Eucharist out mm-hmm. because it was like, yeah. and you know, it was such a travesty, but it was like. The Notre Dame is like this beautiful um, jewel box. Yeah. Just a jewel box, though, mm. for the, the greatest right. jewel inside is what some of them were saying. It's good. Yeah. So just go in. Yeah. Just, just go. It's, it's an invitation. It's not it, it's it's not scary. Right. But we do have to come with humility. We have to mm-hmm. come with this. I don't know, God. I don't yeah. know. And, right. and humility is the hardest thing. Yeah. It's the hardest thing for me. That's why I love on the hollow app that litany of humility. Oof. Oof. Mm. Every day. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so hard for me to pray that. Humility. I love, I, it's like, yeah, I love that one. Yeah. Uh, humility is uh, just a f- fancy word for of the dirt. Mm. So like. Seriously? Seriously. It means. Break like, that down. Of the dirt. So humus, hummus, <laughs> kind of, but less with one less M is earth. And humilis it means lowly, humble, close to the ground. Humilitatem, lowness, small creature, insignificance. Um, littleness and then just humility humility means modesty and then just like the and then humility is like the uh, being having the quality of being humble and then as a noun itself it's just or as an adjective it's just like okay close to the earth close to the dirt Mm. um that's cool yeah i heard us i think this is dostoevsky maybe Mm. my friend mentions it all the time man does not find god because he does not look low enough yeah yeah what do you think of that i do you do. Look I do low think enough. of that. <laughs> That's a good thought. Yeah, yeah. we we miss him because he's in the manger and he's in the dirt and yeah. um, he's in a piece of bread. Yeah, I was just mm-hmm. reflecting on the uh, the what does it mean to take the Lord's yoke upon you? So like, is he going to take his yoke off and give it to me? No. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, plow yokes are dual yokes with right. dual mm-hmm. oxen, and like taking the Lord's yoke upon yourself is looking at Jesus and letting him set the pace mm. because mm-hmm. we like to go too fast or too slow, but yokes, yeah. as many of us don't know, they have these things. So, okay. They have these systems built in place that if the ox goes too fast, it chokes itself. Oh, wow. And yeah. if it goes too slow, it has this bar at the back that its back heels hit, which tells it to go faster. Very uncomfortable. Cool, it's like right? stubbing your yeah. toe yeah. or like stubbing your shin, mm. you know, just Ouch. like, no thanks. Yeah. So yeah, like looking at the Lord and like, okay, the yoke is easy if we are walking with him. Mm-hmm. He always wants to walk it together. It's not just like, hey, here's your cross. See ya. Mm-hmm. But together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's laboring together, walking with him and knowing that we're not alone in whatever it is that we're going through. Which um, requires us to know the voice of the father. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not some, yeah, it's not a trick. It's like, yeah, but we, mm-hmm. yeah, we learn that every time and wisdom and experience. Yeah. And, and sometimes even just like, okay, yeah, sometimes taking the yoke upon you is like, okay, I'm not immediately going to get to work. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jesus is giving you a tour. Like, here's mm. the yoke. Here's the bar that goes around your mm. neck. Here's where we, you know, whatever. Right. Sure. And it's like, this is what the plow looks like. And it's like, okay, Lord, I don't know the first, because someone might be out there listening to this. And I'm like, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. And yes, it, it is. is. It is a lot for sure. Um, but just being like, Lord, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I just don't know. Um, but that sounds nice to know that I'm not going to have to figure this out alone anymore yeah. and be alone and do this alone anymore. Um, Cause I don't want to choke. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Right. I don't want to just be in pain all the time. Yeah. Like I am be sad down, whatever. Um, can you just like help me do that? And well, I will. think, I think in, in regards to the Eucharist yeah. and like stumbling blocks, we all have our own and we all have our own ways of 
knowing and being loved. And so if you're yeah. more of an intellectual who needs to a little bit more of that, I know I do. Like sure. it, 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 it's feeding to like yeah. hear stories and to like know, okay, what does transubstantiation mean? What is Big this? Word. Lots like, of syllables. Then the right. Lord will speak to you in that way. He yeah. actually wants to engage your mind in that way. Right. Yep. If you're somebody who loves beauty and who's just mm -hmm. like very maybe more emotional and, and just wants to be loved and, you know, the Lord will speak to you in that way. Like he will speak yeah. to you in because he created you. He, he made you that way. And so right. I think yeah. whatever your particular stumbling block or particular desire to get yeah. to know Jesus, like he'll, he'll work through those means. He honors our personality right. and characteristics. Yeah. So because, that yoke yeah. is actually going to be fully formed to us. Exactly. Right. It's yeah. custom built. Custom built. Custom fit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Come on. Dude, I feel like we're the same cloth, man. Come on. Oh. Let's go. Cut. However we throw down with the Lord, he always responds. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think about throw how down. stubborn St. Peter was. <laughs> it's like, bro, we've been fishing all night. Are you kidding me? Like, if we're putting this in layman's terms today, like, this yeah. is, like, are you serious? Yeah. You're telling me to fit. Like, I'm a professional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get out of my face. <laughs> Come on. I love it. We like, got to, though. Okay. We have to fight. Yeah. I love the story of Jacob and Esau mm -hmm. in the Old Testament yeah. where Jacob is like. Trickster terrible brother like yeah, yeah he's manipulative <laughs> like yeah. Esau his brother is like yeah you can read the bible but there he's Check he's going out. to meet his brother for the first time in a very long time and um, he ran away he's, he ran away and like yeah and Esau has like all these armies he's like I'm gonna fight him like this is there's just like yeah. imagine your family issues like cranked up to 10 like whatever yeah with just armies with right. armies yeah right and before he he goes to esau he, he like meets an angel or god rather or whoever you know sure. a man is is all it says but it's it's really it's supposed to be god and they wrestle and they wrestle for a long time yeah. until god like touches his hip oh he doesn't just touch his hip <laughs> wait tell me yeah <laughs> punch, it's pretty he punches him in his man parts and he punches oh. him in his hip dislocates his hip oh yeah so he oh. basically levels him. Big O. But, but this is at the point when Jacob's already won the match, basically. So he has to sure. fight dirty now. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's hilarious. That's funny. Yep. But the point is, Jacob had to fight. Like, we actually, God is inviting us to wrestle with him. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, I just got to be humble. Like, oh, I know I should do this. I should, but, like, fight. Wrestle. Yeah. Wrestle. Do it. Because, and ultimately, God will, like, win in the end. Mm. But give him the honor of a, of a good fight. Yeah. Um, and, and by the end of that, he, he breaks his hip, as mm -hmm. Lee beautifully illustrated. <laughs> um, and, uh, and he goes out. And, yeah. like, miracle of miracles, Jacob and Esau have this beautiful reunion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they embrace each other as brothers. It's, it's the most beautiful story. It makes me tear up. Yeah. thinking about it but it's like no god actually wants us to to wrestle and so if you're wrestling about the eucharist wrestle like just for sure it's okay enter in wrestle. enter in yeah well it's Press a mystery in. it is and mm -hmm. we're, we're never gonna fully understand it yeah, yeah. it's hard to understand it is finite mind mm -hmm. infinite reality <laughs> come on jesus I think now might be a good time to transition into the second part of our conversation today cool. on Mirai Caritatis, means Oof. wondrous love, mm -hmm. wondrous love. Anyway, just to give some context on this awesome document and why we're even doing this. Okay, so the capital T tradition of the church can be intimidating. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. It can be a lot. It's like, okay, you hear encyclical, you hear apostolic letter, you hear uh, mm -hmm. ap apostolic constitution. You're like, uh, no thanks, I'll right. pass. But walking through these documents together uh, if we take them apart and go piece by piece it's a lot more approachable and we can actually receive that which the lord has in store for us and has spoken through those who have come before us mm. so i encourage you if you have a small group right now 
and you're like, what do we do next? Because I'm cool with coffee, but coffee's kind of just like boring. I'm kind of looking for some more. Um, then yeah, like talk to the people in your small group and walk through this with us on a weekly basis. Um, so Mirai Caritatis uh, was written by Pope Leo the Thirteenth, and he wrote this in, we're going back now, 1902. Wow. 1902, folks. Okay, like we're really, years ago. we're mm-hmm. throwing it back. He wrote this on Corpus Christi, um, in 1902, it was the 25th year of his pontificate. There's mm. actually three, there's only three popes who've had longer mm. pontificates than Pope Leo the Thirteenth. Um, that'd be Pope Pius the Ninth, John Paul the Second. Really? Yeah, John Paul the Second's number three, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's John Paul the Second, Pope Pius the Ninth, and then Peter. Peter. Um, yeah, he was like 37 years or whatever. But wow. Yeah, the, the exact date that he died is up in the air. It was like either 64 or 69 or something okay. like that. Anyway, it doesn't wow. matter. Not the point of this. <laughs> but he wrote this document, as we'll as we'll see in um, paragraph two, uh, paragraph two. He he wrote this document to the bishops of the world. Uh, why? He wrote this document to the bishops of the world to, and I quote, to stir up and foster in the hearts of all men the dispositions of mindful gratitude and due devotion towards this wondrous sacrament mm. of I had the that Holy highlighted. Come on, me too. It's green. Uh-huh. Oh, Cut yours from is the blue. same cloth. Come on, people. Jesus. <laughs> um, you think about this. Okay, Lee, that's great. Love this. But why are we reading a document that Pope, a really old and dead Pope wrote to the bishops? Like, is this really for us to read? Sure. And right. the answer to your question is yes, it is for <laughs> us to read. Because who are the bishops responsible for? Us. Us. The bishops are responsible for shepherding us well. And who are the bishops to communicate with? Chiefly. The, the priests, the yeah. people in charge of those, uh, like the baby flocks. Like he's in charge of the big flock right. of your territory. And then your priests are, they have canonical like jurisdiction over the territory of your parish, mm. which is like, well, that's, that's a lot of words. But like <laughs> basically the priests are the ones who are going to receive this. And from the priests, then we also receive. So mm-hmm. just like keeping in context that this isn't just to a bunch of dudes in robes mm-hmm. and hats and stuff. Like this is for us too. Because right. the words spoken by the the pontifex himself, the the bridge on Twitter, at least I think, I think on Instagram, I don't know if if it's the true on Instagram as well, but on Twitter, the Twitter handle, I don't use Twitter, but this is like <laughs> whatever it's been, it's been dead to me for like a decade. Um, pontifex is the handle for the Pope, yeah, and it's the the bridge, the big bridge between man and God. Not that he's like some whatever. He's just the leader. He's our leader, right? You know, we look to so him, Papa. Yeah, and if you uh, if you want to be like okay. Where's the Pope in scripture? Read Matthew 16 and then we'll mm-hmm. have a conversation. Yeah. Read Matthew 16. Great. Um, also, this Pope Leo is the one who came up with the St. Michael prayer, right? I'll take it. I think so. I think he's the one because there was a great plague. Okay. Or a great plague or a war and he would walk the the bound boundaries of his parish mm-hmm. or something. like. It's a very cool story. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we got to do something. Let's do so this. So he wrote the St. Michael's we got a vision or a yeah, or something. it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. If this was a looking, it I up. think it's the yeah. same. It is Pope Leo the Thirteenth in eighteen eighty six. This was supposed to be a prayer said after every mass. Yes, and which were added and required to be said after all low masses in the Latin rite. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So if your church doesn't pray the St. Michael's <laughs> prayer, you're Ascension gonna have does after the noon mass. Nice, nice. You're gonna have to throw down with Leo Pope the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But this man, he he was a humble man, and he understood the pastoral responsibility that he was given, 
And he just writes in a really charitable tone. I feel mm-hmm. like he, he's really just kind and not like abrasive, you know, right. some but words are fighting truth, words, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, but he, he doesn't write with fighting words. He's just um, like a loving father is kind of how I receive the tone of this document. So anyway, the point of today is that we're going to start off this awesome document, Mirai Caritatis, um, by Pope Leo XIII, and we're going to go through paragraphs one through six today. Greatest hits, takeaways. What did you get from this? It's hard. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. hard. Like I had, I read it in a holy hour and I read it once and then I was like, I have no idea what I just read. <laughs> like I, I don't that know. Grammar, Honestly, same. That yeah. grammar's hard. Yeah. It was hard at first and Different, I, like yeah. I had to put it down. Mm-hmm. Me too. And then I was like, what is Lee wanting us to read? <laughs> <laughs> what and have you I, done? Yeah. yeah. Then I just like, again, holy hour we had, it was exposition and benediction yeah. and I just started staring at, at mm. him. And I was like, okay, I got to regroup. I pick this up and read it again. And I just, the line in the first paragraph, who desires basically with desire, desireth. Right, that one line. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's where we're going with this. Like, He desires to be in communion with us. Yeah. And through the Eucharist, he's Mm -hmm. truly, like we are in communion with him we physically received him yeah it's beautiful that's that was the first takeaway i got Mm. as a quick aside to that Mm -hmm. like you're thinking about the word humility itself right from the earth uh close to the earth close to the dirt Mm -hmm. it's like well this little wafer Mm -hmm. where did bread come from a bunch of grains of wheat crushed Mm -hmm. up together grown from the earth itself Mm -hmm. (sighs) crushed yeah. down yeah. you don't crush things up you crush them down <laughs> right you know like yeah the humility of becoming bread yeah right that's wow. good i like that hmm. i just love how he desires desire yo that's the thing desire. right like, like he desires us when we say i love you to god it's always and i love you too right it's because he okay yeah i'm gonna cry stop yeah <laughs> gosh i don't think i can claim that one as as uh wise and and it's a Maddie Car original as far as I'm concerned. So. <laughs> it is not, but um, yeah, that's a good one. Okay. This wondrous sacrament wherein most especially mm-hmm. lie the hope and the efficient cause of salvation yeah. and of that peace which all men so anxiously seek. Yep. I have that, that highlighted. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Look at us. It's great because it's so funny. We we all anxiously search for peace. Yeah. I just thought that was a Seriously. ironic statement. But the peace that we anxiously seek yeah. is really in the Eucharist. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been I ref- love that line too, where yeah. right before that, where it's mindful gratitude mm. and due devotion. Yeah. I've been meditating a lot on what anxiety is. Just like this idea that like, I'm not really worried if something's going to come to pass or not. Mm-hmm. I just want it to come to pass now. Yeah. You know, like I'm not worried that the Lord's going to provide. Mm hmm. Because I know that he will. And I've seen it time and time again in my life. I want to know the end of the story. Uh, you know, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to know. And it's like, okay, yeah. that's kind of the, one of the fruits of humanity, maybe. And one mm-hmm. of the fruits of just like culture today is like immediacy. Right. Totally. Um, the Amazon mindset. Oh, mm-hmm. but I love Amazon. Buy now. <laughs> and if you buy now in four hours, it'll be That is so <laughs> stupid. And I love it so much uh-huh. at the same time. It's like qualifying purchases of over $25 will get you. Yeah, <laughs> it'll come to your door at 4 a.m. What? Look at that efficiency. And then your dog will wake you up all because you wanted it. <laughs> true now. story. True story. 
this happened and the dude rung the doorbell. Yep. At like 2.30 at two in the morning. At 2 in the morning? Thank you, Jesus. Wow. But just this anxiety mm-hmm. of like, man, I want, I know something's going to happen. I know it's coming. But like mm-hmm. anxiety countered with patience begets peace. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, I know it's going to happen. I know it's it's on its way. Lord, mm-hmm. you are working. You are making it happen right now as we speak. And yet I'm still just flustered. But Lord, I resign myself to you. Yeah. I resign mm-hmm. myself yeah. to your timing, to your plan. Yeah. I don't know. I've been thinking about that. No, a lot. but it's it's because what are you seeking really? It is the peace. Yeah. It's the peace. Mm-hmm. And so how do we find that peace? It's um yeah, and trust. Yeah. And trust in, in him that he cares for us and right here when he says so singularly mm-hmm. adapted to the needs of these our times yes right like he's 120 years ago mm-hmm. and he's saying in here like we're gonna the needs of our times and look now mm-hmm. like, we still need him yep completely the same mm-hmm. yeah because the eucharist like never adapts the eucharist yeah. is yeah it yeah. was in the beginning is now and ever shall be let's mm-hmm. go right yeah so the needs of we think we're so special in these times and it's so chaotic. Yeah. Like read the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't learned a thing. Yeah. We're just still the same. Yeah. Yep. But the I mean, and the Eucharist is the same and the answer lies. Yeah. Because it never changes. It never exactly. changes. And I love how the church, like the church's job is to appropriate um mm-hmm. and to speak to the people. Right. In a language that they understand. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is like what, 30, 40 years into the industrial revolution right, or yeah. whatever? Right. Like the Civil War in America ended. Right. Like, 40 years before. Like wow. people, Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the, the Titanic hasn't sank yet. Right. Okay. Wow. World War One has not begun mm-hmm. yet. Um, anyway, but just yeah, keeping it. No, it's a beautiful. I, you're, you're so right, though, because like the answer is the same nonetheless. And in 1902, like apparently, I mean, this is like. These documents don't just happen overnight. Right. He noticed that something was happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, he's like, I need to speak to the people. Right. I need to speak to my bishops who will speak to the people. Right. Um, and they're, it's kind of prophetic yeah. too. Like, it is, yeah. I mean, yeah, just because, uh, I don't know, I just just have the sense that the, all these encyclicals, they they are speaking to us in, in yeah. a point in time because right. these popes were so in tune. Like I think right. about... Okay, this this might be a side tangent, so okay. feel free to call it out, to cut, uh, cut it out. Sure. But even like Pope John Paul II, like the theology of the body, yeah. mm-hmm. he like I, I heard somewhere, I read somewhere that he was writing theology of the body, knowing that it wouldn't really have the effect for another generation, mm-hmm. right? So we are actually that generation, like forty mm-hmm. years later, and look at the fruit of like theology yeah. of the body right now. It's mm-hmm. like within Christopher West and yeah. Living Waters, like Desert Stream, yep. their theology of the body is. He wrote it for us, actually. Yeah. Like, right. It was a prophetic thing. Right. And so even even this um, Mary Caritatis. There it is. I it love... is prophetic for us. It is for us. Yes. He was thinking of us, I think. Yes, he was. Because the popes just have a capacity for love. Yeah, yeah. And when you're... And he says this at the beginning... Or here we go. And he says, he continues in the middle of paragraph two. It was towards the close of his mortal life that Christ our Lord left his left this memorial, the Eucharist, of his measureless love for men, this powerful means of support for the life of the world. And precisely for this reason, we being so soon to depart from this life can wish for nothing better than that it may be granted to us to stir up and foster in the hearts of all men the dispositions of mindful gratitude and due devotion toward this wondrous sacrament, wherein most especially lie as we hold, 
the hope and the efficient cause of salvation and of that peace which all men so anxiously seek. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, air horn now. <laughs> mm-hmm. How would you sum up that that last sentence? The last in sentence? In Lee's words? In Lee's words, um, there's nothing more that we could ever long for and desire than Jesus himself. Like John Paul II, he says, it is Jesus that you seek when you dream of happiness. Mm-hmm. He's there waiting for it's you beautiful. when nothing else satisfies. It's so beautiful. And if we, the thing that we desire is is waiting for us mm-hmm. to receive right. it. Yeah. Um, it's it's there now, readily accessible. And we have that option. We have the opportunity to engage it and yeah. to say yes, which is what amen mm-hmm. means. Yeah. Is yes, I agree. Or to say, you know what? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But I just, the, the word of encouragement is just, yeah, yes, like, yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Like, I am waiting for you. Mm-hmm. I am here for you. You, mm-hmm. personally, right now, here for you. Yeah. And no one else. And just this, the singular love that Christ has for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, it's, it's so real. And like, if we live in and out of that reality, we can't help but just have this, like, what is the fruit of that? Mm-hmm. Gratitude, mm-hmm. love, joy. Peace, yeah. patience, kindness, generosity, <laughs> self-control, mm-hmm. gentleness. <laughs> you make that familiar. Up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, no, I think, and even it, that can be, uh, if adoration is a little bit scary or or distant to kind of take that leap, like really just encountering him mm-hmm. in the in the mass, I think is is so palpable because there's a story with the mass. Mm-hmm. There's like an actual story that we yeah. can follow, and um, I don't know if this would be helpful. Uh, for listeners with the advice kind of thing with sure. the Eucharist. But there's, I found this um, this little guide for healing in the Eucharist with the Mass. Mm. Um, I could share it with you. Sure, you we'll put it in the show notes. It's amazing. And I've used it just a few times, but if you're ever going to Mass with a lot on your mind, like some sort of hurt or, or problem, you mm. can use this guide and unite that problem to every mm-hmm. part of the Mass. Like, so you, you yeah. start with um, praising God with yeah. the problem. And then in the, in the part where we're yeah. asking for forgiveness, we, f- mm-hmm. we ask forgiveness for any part that we played in that yeah. issue. And then, um, when it comes to the, the, instit- the, the Eucharist, yeah. we unite the like psychological pains right. of that problem with the blood and you unite the physical aspects of that problem with the body. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you receive the Eucharist and it, the guide basically says yeah. like, receive the Eucharist and believe that God is redeeming this problem right now mm. as you're receiving him. And then by the end, you, it, when you're thanking God in the Eucharist, okay, God, how do you, how would you like me to respond to this problem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's literally like, I don't know, so, so many times we go into mass and people are like, don't be distracted, don't be distracted. But maybe the distraction that you're being plagued with actually like the Lord wants to, mm-hmm. you to br- yep. just bring, like yep. bring to the mass and actually unite it to every yeah. stage of the mass. Mm-hmm. And I think I've shared this before, but just as a reminder, like, uh, distractions in prayer are totally normal mm-hmm. and uh, to be expected mm-hmm. if you're a human. And if they come to you in prayer, just it's okay to dismiss it sure. once. Mm-hmm. And if it comes up again, write it down. Like if it's temporal, like, oh, I need to email that person or whatever, then just yeah. like write it down as something to do later. But if it keeps coming up, I think the Lord's trying to, he wants to focus on it yeah, and right. use that as the substance of your prayer. And mm-hmm. that's okay. That's great. Yeah. 10 out of 10 encouraged. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, especially if you're coming with, um, uh, a wound or hurt yeah, um, yeah for sure but you can it unite that with the with the eucharist yeah. cuz the yeah he is um, it's the medicine of immortality truly mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's like the suffering the the eucharist is like 
is part suffering, part yeah. life. And the Lord completely understands mm-hmm. the entirety of the human condition. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. like, yes, you are like your wound and your pain is yours, mm-hmm. but the Lord understands. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually changes our, our suffering if we can unite it with his suffering. Right. Mm-hmm. Because his suffering is the only suffering in the history of the world that has ever been redeemed. Right. Like, healed. Yeah. 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 So like our suffering is redeemed in him, yeah. on, only through him, in only right. through yep. him. Yeah. In him, through him and with him. Mm-hmm. We can make a, a, a fragrant offering to the Lord, yeah. the yeah. father in heaven, through yeah. him, with him and in him. Oh God, almighty father and the Incense. unity of the Holy spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All glory and honor are yours now and forever. Amen. Amen. It's the highest point of the mass. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he said something in paragraph three about, um, the, the emphasis on going to the Eucharist mm-hmm. to resolve problems in the world. Yeah. Some might have a peevish disgust for this because mm-hmm. um, it kind of reminds me of, uh, well, he says, because it's a natural result of pride, really. Yeah. Right. Um, but it reminds me of like Mother Teresa. I love her. And um, but people would critique her a lot for like, well, what are you doing to solve the greater problems of hunger in the world? It's like, dude, like this woman is literally like mm-hmm. holding children and like bathing people mm-hmm. with sores on their bodies. Like that is where she goes. She's not, she's not called to solve hunger. Yeah. Um, but they were, they were disgusted by, yeah. by like, mm-hmm. because they didn't understand because mm-hmm. they weren't willing to look low like she was. And she yeah. even was like, when there was too much going on, I think her, wow. her nuns were like, we got to do more. And she's like, we got to pray more. Right. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So the peevish disgust of like that, that stood out to me. Like, yeah, I can sometimes have this like, Oh, do I really need like do I really need to go and yeah yeah I like when he says his example and by shedding his the shedding of his blood made all things new so the same faith likewise teaches us to acknowledge him and to worship him as really present in the Eucharist mm. hmm. like he's given us everything yeah we need and I think we just I I think this theme just keeps coming to me over and over so it must be something I need to do better. We make it too complicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We make it too complicated. Like the faith of children is so beautiful yeah. to witness because yep. they don't complicate it. You're right. And in here he's saying like by his wisdom and his laws and the shedding of his blood, that's the faith that we need like to come to him in the Eucharist, yeah. right? It's not yeah. complicated. Bring yourself to him and let him do the work. Yeah. yeah. And I... I I know I've said that several times, but I think that's just so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we don't muscle our way. We, we don't. We yeah. can't you save can't, ourselves. You can't understand it. Yeah. You yeah. can't understand it. It's too complicated. Yeah. The, the world, mystery of yeah. the Eucharist is too complicated. Like, yeah. well, what's the point? What, why? Why mm-hmm. did he sit at the table with the 12? Mm. And his last big act was, this is my body. This is my, do yeah. this. Covenant of my blood. Why? Why? Yeah. Because it must be the most important yeah. thing we do. Mm. It has to be. And, yeah. and the the gimmicky things we're trying to do, you know, for mass. Yeah. And it's not complicated. Yeah. I, you know, we went to Latin mass over um, spring break because it happened to be the right time. <laughs> it yes. was there. And I was like, oh, let's see what happens. I've been a couple of times. Yeah. And, the kids, we went and, you know, they're, what is happening? Nobody, yeah. nobody yeah. knew what was going on, except fun, in a second, they understood 
when the priest held it, you know, mm-hmm. during he's back as to us. He's offering the sacrifice mm-hmm. on our behalf. It was like a flip switch. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. We're not passive observers in this. Mm-hmm. We are praying with the priest. Yeah. Yeah. We are praying. We are offering our sac. What is your sacrifice yeah. that mm-hmm. you brought to this mass? Yeah. Yeah. It's not complicated. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, I, I know we, we're trying to figure it out and get people and meet them mm-hmm. where they're at, which is important. Yeah. But ultimately, it's not, it's, it's him in the Eucharist mm-hmm. that we just need to submit to. Yeah. Just be submissive to yeah. that mystery. And, and ex- yeah. you know, at some point, I, I don't know. I think that sounds crazy, but I think it's so. It is crazy. Overly <laughs> thought it thought about how can we do this better well you can't you can't do it any better than he does yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. so just come yeah mm-hmm. and maybe maybe if you're not there yet and you're really struggling just come mm-hmm. yeah sit in mass yeah mm-hmm. just come watch there's only so much language for the heart you know like we right. can only it only gets us so far but when i think of the word amen it's just it's like i trust you mm. i trust you mm-hmm. i believe you i trust you mm-hmm. right i love you Mm-hmm. right and like if that means submission sure yeah and if that means just sacrifice sure but like i trust you i love you and yeah well yeah you go. want to submit to uh, someone who's trustworthy right yeah You're, you don't want to submit you should not submit to like a tyrant right um that's not submission no yeah that's just slavery well, yeah 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 mm-hmm. amen um it's paragraph six the very end mm. Um, now this is precisely what Christ does for us in the Eucharist, wherein having raised man by the operation of his grace to a supernatural state, he yet more closely associates and unites him with himself. For there is a difference between the food of the body and that of the soul, mm. that whereas the former is changed into our substance, the latter changes us into its own. Let's go. Mm. So St. Augustine says, like, you shall not change me into yourself as you do the food of your body, but you shall be changed into me. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. In that moment, like, think about that in the moment where you receive Christ. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing we consume that we don't make us. Yeah. Right. We don't make it become us. Right. Yeah. But we slowly by bit by bit um, become become like him. Yeah. Right. Mm Mm-hmm it's i love that like that was like whoa yeah what mm-hmm. san augustine understood the heart of god mm-hmm. in a very unique and powerful way ladies thank you so much for yeah, being thanks, here today Lee. this conversation is amazing and i don't want it to end thank you so much for being here thank you for your apostolates that you're involved in mm-hmm. uh, marissa like you're one of the awesomest coolest moms that i've ever met <laughs> thank you who you're gets cool jesus yeah. so just like thank you for your witness you. to motherhood done thanks. right and for loving your kids in the way that you do because it shows oh, and thank you um yeah, Maddie, thanks for your apostolate. Oh, Thank thanks. you for not just your apostolate, for, but for being you. Oh, because yes. you're awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, thanks. Uh, and your art is amazing. Off the chain. Thank you. So cool. Thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put your handles in the whatever do, in yeah. the in the show notes so that people can be like who is this Matty car i want her to paint my <laughs> whorehouse she doesn't do that kind of painting um unless you want like your whole house to be icons what? and murals and yeah. holy art yeah. i do um, i want i want a commission piece that's another podcast where we is. talk about art it is. but it's yeah it's truth and we beauty. really really need it and it that'd be a great podcast honestly to, to yes. be like hey we're gonna talk about this painting 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much. Here's another selling point yeah. for any priests who, if you don't Listen mind. Listen in. Um, I really do like believe like on a practical level, having art in churches can help people pay attention. Yes. Yes. Help like little kids, especially yes. like calm down because yes. the the church looking different yeah. than any other place. It really like inspires mm-hmm. awe. And it, mm-hmm. even if you're not listening to the homily, you're not listening to whatever, you're not sure what the mass is going on, like especially little kids, they don't know what to, to do. So they can look at art, like beautiful art, yeah that tells a story yeah. that um that invites yes like that is is good art it's mm-hmm. not just like um right you know i, I can't no, you know miss yeah. something but it's like um that is good art that's beautiful um and striking like yes it actually does have an effect on your parish it does. if you want yeah. if you want your parishioners to listen and engage in mass more but don't want to work more on your homilies mm-hmm. this is a great option art art <laughs> hire me hire me Commission, commission, capital campaigns. Yes. Yeah. Um, No, thank you. um, But guys, this is, yeah, it's so good to be with you. Jesus is alive and active in his church. He's about a good work. And just thank you again for listening in today. Um, We pray that you just, that you've been blessed by this podcast. If you have been blessed by this podcast, please leave a review and let the world know how awesome Jesus is (laughs) and what he's doing here in the Archdiocese and what he's doing through this, um, through this podcast that we're um, helping facilitate. So, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, guys. It's been awesome to have you. This has been New Mana. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.